0: Our series is called I Am, and in the series, it is the I Am's that Jesus gave to us that are in the Gospel of John, and there are seven of them. John chapter 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Would you say it with me? I am, say that out loud, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those are the words of Jesus. Now, those are not words that someone else said about him. That doesn't what the newspaper said or the people who hate him said or the people who love him say that. It's what he says about himself. He is, we've learned already, he's already telling us he is from the, the eternal Father and he is from everlasting ago. He is the bread of life. In other words, he'll be our sustenance. He's the door, he's our access to God the Father who's in heaven. He is a good shepherd. He cares for us more than anyone else will ever care for us. And he will gently care for us and feed us, take care of us, but give us watch care as well and keep us together. We learned that last week as a good shepherd. But today, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When we get to this chapter, chapter 14 of the Gospel of John by this time, you ever had stories in? In uh, you've been watching a movie, and the story flies by, and then all of a sudden they jump ahead five years, and then all of a sudden it slows down and it speeds up again. That's what the Gospel of John does. The Gospel of John, he just grows up. I mean, Chapter One, boom, born, grow up, yep, he's graduating from high school, he's out. You know, it's, what happened? And then, and then when we get to Chapter Fourteen, now the pace has slowed way down. From chapter 14 all the way to the back of the Gospel of John, these are the last 48 hours of the life of Jesus. The last two days. That's it. And then there'll be a resurrection. There'll be a death, burial, and resurrection. But this is less than a week total. So the pace of this is as if the train is coming into the station and it's slowing down. And now you begin to see a bit of the emotion of what's happening. And as we do, Jesus is beginning to talk about the place he came from. Now, the place you came from is where you want to go back to. Have you ever been on vacation? Have you ever had this, or you, you've been on vacation, and you, you're, you're supposed to be gone two weeks, and somewhere around day 10, you decide, I, I want to I go home. You ever had this? And by day 11, you're like, I just want to sit at my own kitchen table and drink my own coffee from my own coffee pot. And I... I want to get toast from my toaster. I know it's not as clean as it should be and it has things in the bottom that, oh my goodness, I need to clean, need to clean that when I get home. I hope we don't have a car wreck on the way home because if I die and people go into my house with a, with a bad toaster, I could just die. And it's Mother's Day. So I'm kind of in the head of a mom right now. Just, but you want to go home. You ever been there? You go, this is really nice, but I want to go home. That's where Jesus is. He's lived 30 some years, maybe 33 years. He's at the final 48 hours. You know what he's saying? Let's get this done. I'm ready to go home. And you begin to see him. He is far from home, headed back to home where he came from in heaven. And he is going to have a conversation with his closest buddies. And to do that, you need to turn back a page to chapter 13. Chapter 13, verse 1. It was just before Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to his father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I don't know exactly what that means. But he's loving them all the way to the end. And he knows he's going back. He knows he's leaving. He's got to tell them, and they're not going to like it. He knows this. The evening, verse 2. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Now Jesus knows this. He knows there's a guy who's out to get him. He knows Satan is in the room. He can feel this. He's all knowing it. He hasn't lost, nothing's lost on Jesus. Can you imagine eating, knowing that you're sharing a table with someone who's going to turn on you? I don't know how he did it. And so he, he will take a towel, and as common for the day when you'd walk in a house in Israel in that day, you'd been traveling, you'd already had a bath, you might be in the lake having a bath, or you might have washed your hair in a basin that day and washed yourself with a sponge bath. But when you travel, uh, because there are animals on the road and a lot of dust, it wasn't pavement and sidewalks like we have today, what would happen would be it would be kicking up the dust. So even on the best of days, you'd get to someone's house and your feet would be filthy, dirty, and, and in our day, we just take our shoes off, but in their day, they wore sandals, and so what they did was they took the sandals off, but there would be a servant at the door, a hired hand, a servant at the door, and that servant would be in kind of like what we would call a burlap kind of an outfit, not a dressy piece, and then he would wrap a towel around his waist, And he would greet the guest at the door, peel off their sandals, line them up and wash them later, and he would wash the feet of the people before they come in the house. That was standard hospitality. That was the equivalent of saying, welcome, come on in. Make yourself at home. Have you ever been to a house where you walk in the front door and they say, okay, you've come through the front door. From now on, you come in through the back door, back where the driveway is in the garage. You're family now. Come up and just sit here at the You know, at the table this is the way of saying welcome so he does that no one else is willing to do it they had rented a room for this Passover and there was no servant to wash the feet no one would do it, I'm not doing it, you do it I'm not doing it, you do it it's like husbands when your wife says to you I think we should take the trash out well we aren't going to do that are we? I, you know, I initially thought, oh good, we're going to go together holding hands as we go out to the dumpster. No, we are not doing that. We is Dave. We is me it's going to do that. Just, it's a little marital advice there. It took me a few years to catch on to that. But I'm a slow learner. Once I get it, though, I've got it. No one would bend to say, I'll take the trash out. I'll wash the feet. So Jesus gets down, and probably what he does is he pulls his good robe off. He's down to his, this under robe, which is probably that burlap robe. And then he wraps a towel, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. And he becomes the servant. I think this is significant. His very last acts, and he knows he's going to pay for the sins of the world. And what is he doing? Is he giving a profound sermon like the Sermon on the Mount? Is he doing a great healing like the woman, is he feeding 5,000 people? No, what's he doing? He is on his hands and knees washing the donkey off of the feet of the guys who are too prideful to do it with each other. Verse 12. And when he had finished washing their feet, he put his, on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you, he asked them. In other words, I don't think you get this. I'm leaving I am leaving, and you're fighting over who's first and who's last. Verse 21, and after this, uh, Jesus was troubled in his spirit, and he says, very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. They're eating dinner, and he says, one of you is going to turn on me. I have to leave, but one of you is going to turn on me. Can you imagine the blood pressure building in the room? Can you imagine... I can't imagine. Have you ever been at a dinner table where you've been talking and then it gets real quiet? Now, it could get real quiet because the food is good, everybody's eating, but it gets real quiet because it's tense. I think that's what's happening in the room here. And he announces, I'm your servant. I'm your savior. I'm going to leave. One of you is still going to betray me. And you know what? They don't all cry out. You know, we always think, Judas, Judas, Judas. You all think, oh, we all know. Who they don't know who it is. Other accounts tell us, they all ask each other. I wonder if it's, if it's me. I wonder if I'll be faithful. This particular account, skip down to uh, verse 33. He says, I'll be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews so I tell you now where I'm going you cannot come he announces his betrayal they ask him who is it he says it's going to be the guy who puts his hand in the uh, in the table with me Judas leaves Satan enters him Jesus says verse 33 my children he's he's now calling them something different like you're my little ones so dear to me it's, it's the mom saying, My little chickadees, my little babes. It's the way he's, it's the affection of his heart. I'll only be with you a little longer. You can feel the grief in his voice. You'll look for me, and I'm going to go, and you cannot come. But he says, I'm telling you, verse 34, you have to love each other like you've never loved each other before because that's all you're going to have now. You're not going to have me. So he says, a new commandment I give to you, verse 34, love one another as I have loved you. You can't be fighting over who's feeding whom and who's preparing the table and who's washing feet. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. How? By your love for each other. He's saying this is hugely significant. Of course, they don't, they don't respond to this love. Lo- oh, we want to be more loving, Jesus. You know what they say? Where are you going? Can we go? No, you cannot go. You, you do not want to die the death I'm going to die. Trust me on this. You don't want that to happen. Verse 37, Peter asked the Lord, Why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. I'll, I'll be there, Jesus. I'm there. You ever been around a person like that? Yeah, and they go, I'm behind you. And then later I wonder, how far behind are you? You're behind me. I just can't see you. And Jesus says, really? You're that loyal to me, Peter? Oh, yeah, I'm there. And he says, I'll give you to mourning. You'll deny me. Peter says, oh, not me. He says, yeah, you and everybody else. Now, it's that context. You can feel this at the dinner table. They're at the dinner table talking about religion and politics all at the same time. They're at the dinner table, and it is stressful. They know their friend's going to leave. They have bickered over who's going to wash feet. He says, you've got to love each other. You've got to trust me. There's a betrayer in the room, and, and you, you have got to trust me on this. It is stressful, and it's in that context now. Chapter 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You, you are overwhelmed with trouble. You believe in God? Stop there. It's as if he's saying, you believe in God? That's good. You'd also need to believe in me. You have friends that are this way, don't you? Who say, oh, I believe in God, I just don't take Jesus. And what's Jesus saying? You believe in God? That's good. But, what's next? Believe also in me. Why? Because in my Father's house are many rooms... If it were not so, wouldn't I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? I would tell you about this. If you, you just have to trust me. And I'm going to go and prepare this place for you, verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me so that you will be, be where I am. You know the, the way to the place that I am going. He said, I'm going to a place, I'm going to die. But he says, you don't have to be overwhelmed because I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And when I come back, I will take you there with me. And you know how to get there. And what's their response? No, we don't. We don't know how to get there. Thomas asked in verse 5, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Have you ever had someone tell you the directions to someone's house? And they go, oh yeah, go over the hill, turn left, you can't miss it. You will miss it. You will miss it. I did a burial in the dead, I mean, of winter, umpteen years ago, and we were like knee-deep in snow, and we went to a site where the cemetery had prepared the grave, dug the hole in the winter with it rock hard because this widow wanted to bury her husband. She could not wait till spring. I am freezing my watsutski off. It is colder than I can imagine and the cemetery's on a hill so it's really brisk, windy. I mean, it's refreshingly windy. I have you know, a, I have a trench coat over my suit that was made by an East German border guard. I mean, it's a great and I'm still cold. We get out we're going up there and she gets out and she looks and she said this isn't the right spot. Funeral director backs up like well we're going here anyway. (laughs) She said I specifically remember where we bought the plots. We bought them 40 years ago. This is not the place. He goes back to the office. We come back out. Now the office comes out. They look in the hole, as if the hole's going to move, yeah. It's there. They check the plant, and no, this is the place. She goes, no, this is not the place. Are you sure you not, it's specifically not. I said, do you mind if I pray over this in the, in the car? <laughs> I could like be right back. Just wave to me when you need me. I'll be in warming my hands by the cigarette lighter. You know, you ever <sighs> No one could talk sense to her because this is not the right place. This is, I would know if I got to the right place. I finally went out and I said to her, what makes you think it's the wrong place? She said, that's not the right tree. She said, that tree, when we bought the lot, and there was like a 40-foot spruce tree right here. She said, there was not a 40-foot spruce tree. I said, what was there? She said, about a five-foot spruce tree. I'll be right back. (laughs) Call me crazy, but I think we're in the right spot. And I think if you cut that tree down and put a five-foot tree there, we could have this done. I could go to the Christmas lot right now and buy one on sale, put it in the snow. She would never know till spring. She thought she was in the wrong spot because she didn't recognize any of the signs. Okay? It's hard to know when you've not been there, but when you've been there and you still don't know, that was this lady. She was grieving. It was, gosh, all day. By the way, we honored her husband well. She went on to live a long life, a happy life. We laughed about it later, just like you're laughing now, but it was a cold day. (laughs) Thomas opens his mouth with the same kind of doubt. Jesus, how can we know the way? We've never been there. And so, what does Jesus say? He says, I am the way. You don't get this, do you? It's as if he's exasperated with them, but he's not. He's calling them my little children. It's the way he's viewing them. Do you understand this? I just want to go home. Let me die. Let me get back to my father. Why? Because I am the way. Verse six I am the truth. I am the life. I'll get you to heaven. I am, I'm not just showing you the way. I am the way. It's not just, it's a chasm. You cannot jump. So Jesus lays it down. I will show you the way, but I am the way. I am the truth. I will, I've never lied to you before. You have no reason to think I'll lie to you again. And, and if you ever thought, you thought I lied, later you found, oh no, he was telling the truth. It was just so miraculous. We just couldn't believe it. So now he's the way. He always guides us to the truth, and he doesn't tell you just what you want to hear. He tells you the truth, even if it's a truth you don't want to hear. Have you ever had that where people just don't want to hear it, so they keep moving? Now, people will do that. They'll, they'll do that with doctors. They'll do it with educators. They'll do it with churches. The doctor doesn't give them the prognosis they want. They keep going to other doctors until they get the prognosis they want because they aren't telling them what you want to hear, and they're telling you the truth. So Jesus is saying, I am the way. I am the truth. Thirdly, I am the life. You will never have life like this. This is the only forever path, and nobody gets to the Father apart from me. That sounds very exclusive, but when you look at it this way, there had been no salvation up to this point, no hope whatsoever. So now that there is a path, don't be critical of the one that there is. Stop just for a moment. I want you to think about... uh, just go with me suppose you're shopping for a house okay and you want to buy a house and you have in your mind I I like this this and this and so you go into a realtor's office and you say we're we're thinking about buying a house but you, you need to know this would be this is where we want to settle down this is where we want to have our children this is where we want to do life and you begin to describe it and the guy goes stop I know that I have the perfect place So you begin, oh no, let me finish. Okay, finish. He describes, he goes, I can do all those things. I have a house out in the country. And it's going to be perfect. And then he begins to describe everything that they want. And he says, and I'll tell you even more. And he begins to explain to you even better things about the house. And even more wonderful things that you want but you haven't given to him that are on your list. And things you you put on your list and then took off because you thought they weren't possible. You'd never be able to afford them. And so he adds all that up. He goes, is that a house you'd be interested in? And you say, yes. He says, I'm going to get in my car. We have to drive through town. Stay close to me. Follow me tight. Keep your phone on. If you get lost, call me. Just pull over and call me. I'll get you right back on track. And he say, well, can you take me down? I'll take you to the house. You stay with him. You drive all the way through town, another town, and out into the country where you want to be. And, and you, he pulls you into the driveway. And this guy took every back road every unmarked street but he got you there and you pull in and you go this is a this is exactly what we were looking for we couldn't have built anything any better than this he takes you in and he begins to describe every room and he he takes you through the living room and the foyer and the the coat closet and he says this cuts uh, the, the visual here, and it opens expanse to the back. But well, the thing I love about this house is he walks into the kitchen. He says, you could be in the kitchen, but there's an eating in area that's separate from the dining room, so you can have informal breakfast here with the window out the back, and there's a bay window, but there's next to the kitchen is a family room, so you have line of sight, so the kids could be playing. You could all be talking while dinner's going on, and you could build a fire in the fireplace, and this is the, this is the family. This is where you're going to live. And he's talking like he knows that house. And then as he takes you up the stairs, he's describing things prior to getting there. And you realize this guy really knows this house. You say, you've been to this house? Oh yeah, I've been to this house many times. And you say, I really want this house. He says, well, I need to make full disclosure. I'm not just a realtor, I'm also a landlord. So I have a conflict of interest. I am the seller. (laughs) Oh, by the way, not only is this my house, this is the house where I grew up in. I could tell you stories about this house. Okay? Now, take that and go back to don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. He says, I could tell you about a house I'm going to take you to, but you have to follow close. And if you get off track, call me because I will help you get there. And when you get there, this house will be better than you could ever imagine. But I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You, there's no way you're going to get there apart from me. No one will get to the Father's house unless, unless I take you there. And I, I add this. The whole reason John wrote this chronicle for us Because Jesus did lots of other things, but John chapter 20 tells us. Many other signs did Jesus do. Lots of miracles he performed. Lots of stories he told. Many other things he did that are not written in the book. Too many to tell, John writes. But these are written, not so that you'll just know or have a happy, warm feeling in your soul, but these are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and that by believing you'll have life in his name. So the whole truth that Jesus is the way, truth, and life, it only works if I get in my car of faith and drive close behind him and follow him to heaven. It only works if I absolutely believe him. And that's the whole purpose of the book of the Gospel of John, that you would believe. Let's bow together for prayer. some right now just need to move over to that spot to realize I, I need to trust Christ as personal Savior. I need to accept him as Lord of my life. You tell him right where you're seated. I believe. Jesus came to save sinners. All of us qualify for that. He will save those who turn to him in faith and he promises to do that. Your prayer could just very well be, dear God in heaven, I know I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve heaven. But I trust Christ to be my savior for my sin. For many of us in the room, uh, some just in the room say, you know what? I've been following the Lord, but I, I have to be honest. There are days I wander off. I lose my salvation. I just stalled out on getting my eyes on salvation. My eyes have been off of heaven. So, the confession of your sin, right now, no better time. The realignment of your heart to say, Lord, would would you make me more focus to heaven. The issue of doubt and uh, discouragement. Uh, Jesus, we've never been there, how can you know the way? Well, because he's been there. He's been there, so he, he does know the way. So the whole issue of trust And the stresses of my life, you see the fact that he is the way, the truth, and the life, ought to lower my blood pressure a bit. Ought to help me with uh, handling the tensions of this life. And Father, for the good that you do in our hearts and lives as we follow you in faith, Lord, may we be the people, we pray the people of the way. Because we love the one who is the truth and the one who's given to us the life. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We honor him today and we will follow him always, we pray. And we pray this in the name of Christ, our Savior and Lord. The church says, amen? Amen. Amen.